You're listening to the Empowerful Girls podcast that helps you grow curiosity, compassion, and confidence. This is 10 for teens and tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez. In each episode, I'll give you girls tools that will empower you to know you can take on the world. Hello, girls. Welcome to episode 61 of 10 for Teens and Tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez from Empowerful Girls, and I am so glad you are here. A listener reached out and asked, could you do an episode on how to stand up for yourself? And I imagine a lot of you gals may want to know more about this too. So I want to explore this topic with you. I've mentioned before how I have a history of being a people pleaser, saying yes to things that I didn't want to, over committing out of obligation, taking care of others first and myself last, suppressing my thoughts and feelings and ideas so I didn't ruffle any feathers, uh, pretending to be fine in public when I really wasn't. This inevitably led to me feeling overwhelmed by all I felt expected to do, anxious I might let others down, fake from hiding behind a mask so others wouldn't notice how I was really doing, and resentful that I hadn't prioritized myself better. I spent way too much time being a doormat, a pushover, a yes girl, and in doing so, I didn't have any space left for me. I sort of lost parts of myself. Trying so hard to make others happy wasn't making me feel happy. And it took me longer than I wish to develop the ability to stand up for myself, to be assertive and to understand boundaries. But I did eventually, and I want to help you learn how too. First, I want to clear something up. Some people think that being assertive and standing up for yourself is the same thing as being mean, aggressive, or difficult. But it's not. You can be assertive by standing up for yourself while also being respectful, direct, and certain. It all depends on how you go about it. So let's begin at the end and work our way backwards. What does standing up for yourself mean to you? Like, what would that look like? It might be saying no to something you don't have capacity for or just don't want to do. Or sharing your true thoughts about something. Or calling out bullying. Or telling someone what you need. Or speaking up for something you believe. Or going for something that you want. Before you can stand up for yourself, what do you need to be able to do it? What comes before assertiveness? I think that you need to practice self-compassion, self-trust, confidence, and boundaries. And yes, I used the word practice on purpose because developing any skill takes practice. But I've got a tool for each of those, self-compassion, self-trust, confidence, and boundaries to help you practice them and strengthen those muscles as you develop assertiveness to stand up for yourself. First, for self-compassion, practice affirmations. I've talked about them before, and I'm not going to stop. Affirmations are positive, assertive statements about yourself. They don't have to be complicated or long. You can say affirmations about your qualities like, I am friendly, I am understanding, I am trustworthy. 
You can also say affirmations with encouragement, like, I believe in myself. I can do hard things. I can try again. I am getting better. And you can say affirmations to offer yourself perspective, like, good things are happening around me. I can choose how I respond to this, or all of my problems have solutions. It may help to write down some affirmations beforehand when you're in a positive mindset so that you have the list to refer to when you need a boost. Next, for self-trust, permission slips. I'm sure you're familiar with school permission slips. Your parents sign them so you can go on a field trip, right? I want you to think about times when you looked to others for permission, like waiting for a friend to sign up for an activity first because you wanted to do it, but weren't sure if others would think it was cool or wearing a new style that you like, but a classmate makes a comment about it. And so you never wore it again. Or your teacher asks your class what you think about an issue and you raise your hand to answer, but then second guess yourself and put your hand down because you're afraid others might not agree with you. These are just a few examples of the countless scenarios where we, girls in particular, don't trust ourselves enough. We don't trust our individuality or sense of style. We don't trust our interests or abilities. We don't trust our energy or hunger or our bodies. We don't trust our ideas or perspective or knowledge. We look to others for permission and approval because we don't trust ourselves. And that's probably because we grew up hearing messages that said we couldn't trust ourselves. And that's simply not true. You can trust yourself. You can give yourself permission. You don't have to wait for anyone else to give you the green light. The next time you catch yourself looking to someone else or to something else to tell you what you should do or what choice you should make or whatever you're seeking their permission for, I want you to pause and reflect on how you feel. The saying goes, trust your gut. You know that feeling deep down that just knows? So what does your intuition tell you? What are your conscience, your head and your, and your heart telling you? In her book, Dare to Lead, Brene Brown talked about this and suggested making real permission slips for ourselves, not just for field trips. So if a physical permission slip would help you trust yourself, grab a sticky note and make one. Write on it, I give myself permission to and fill out the rest. Permission to share how I really feel. Permission to wear this or play that. Permission to listen to my body. Permission to make mistakes. Permission to be authentically myself. Give yourself permission to trust yourself. And now for confidence, power pose. Some may have mixed feelings about this, but I'm sharing it with you because I think it's worth a try. Social psychologist Amy Cuddy conducted a study on people's posture. In her study and many other studies, researchers explored how people felt 
after posing their bodies in an expansive stance versus a contracted stance. So think of an expansive stance like standing tall with your feet apart, hands on your hips, or arms stretched up in a V or bent holding behind your head. And contract a contractive stance would be the opposite, sitting down, hunching over, folding your arms in. Researchers found that expansive posture can help people feel more powerful and confident. I think you should see how it works for you. When you feel uncertain or unsure about something, or when you have to speak in front of your class or have a big game or performance, or before you have a conversation you're not looking forward to. In other words, whenever you're not feeling very assertive, try holding a power pose for one to two minutes, breathing calmly while thinking of affirmations. See how you feel after power posing. Any bit of self-esteem boost can help and make it a habit. Finally, for boundaries, check your meter. You know how cars have multiple meters on the dashboard? One shows how much gas is in the tank. Another shows the temperature of the engine coolant. Another shows the speed you're traveling. It's called the speedometer, literally speedometer. Yeah, that was genius. Okay, you get the picture. Every one of us has an internal meter that is pretty good at gauging what's okay and what's not okay with us. But a lot of times we disregard it and ignored it. Like if someone asks us for a favor that we'd rather not do, even though our meter is saying it's not okay with us, we agree to do the favor anyway. Or if your classmates aren't doing their share of the work for a group project, despite what your meter shows, you do practically all of the work anyway. Or if a friend is talking about another friend behind their back, your meter is clearly in the not okay zone but you don't say anything. With a meter in a car, if you ignore it, you'll probably run out of gas or overheat your car or get a speeding ticket. Likewise, if you don't keep checking your internal meter, you'll probably keep getting treated like a doormat, a pushover, and a yes girl. But if you get into the habit of checking your meter, you'll learn what things are in the okay zone and what's in the not okay zone. And once you recognize what your internal meter is showing, do something about it. If you don't, and if you're anything like me, you'll waste a lot of time worrying about it while doing nothing about it. So respond to the person who asked a favor. I'm not able to help, but thanks for thinking of me. Tell your classmates, I uploaded my portion of our project to our cloud folder. You know, let the group know when you complete your section and you're done. Some situations may need something more firm with not as many words, just a simple one word sentence. No, stop, or don't. By tuning in to yourself and regularly checking your meter, you'll free up time and mental space for more things to say yes to that are in your okay zone. Standing up for yourself takes practice practicing self-compassion with affirmations, practicing self-trust with permission slips, practicing confidence with power poses, and practicing boundaries by checking your meter. And all that practice will help you make progress toward assertiveness. 
To help you with this, I created a stand up for you poster for you to print out, personalize, and post on your wall where you'll see it, remember it, practice it, and believe it. That's the important part. I will link that file in the show notes post for this podcast episode number 61 on the website empowerfulgirls.com. And that's spelled E-M-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L-G-I-R-L-S.com. And while you're there, you can get on the email list too. If you have a topic suggestion, I would love to hear from you. Send an email, tweens get the okay from your parents, to hello at empowerfulgirls.com. And if you have social media already, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Empowerful Girls. I'm not encouraging or endorsing social media, you know me better, but I'm on there to offer an unfiltered, uplifting alternative to what's in your feed. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 61 of the 10 for Teens and Tweens podcast by Empowerful Girls. I can't wait to talk with you again. I love you girls.